0: Blog
1: Talk Radio Live from Washington, DC, It's quintessential listening. Poetry online radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. author, poet, and spoken word artist, Kim B. Miller. Kim is also the first African American to be named Poet Laureate of Prince William County, Virginia. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. I'm so glad you're with me tonight. My pleasure. Great. Let's begin with a question. Okay. What is Poetry.
2: Well, I will answer that poetically, because, you know, poets can't do anything regular. I actually have a poem that answers that, so I'm going to read it, and then we can talk about it. Fantastic. Okay. So the title of this poem is Poetry Is. Remember when you thought words had to be in a melody to sing to you? Poetry was a foreign flavor, an acquired taste. You thought poems like Roses Are Red made you well-read. You didn't realize poetry had blossomed. I don't blame you. Poetry is often unrecognizable, spoken with passion and whispered, written on hearts in invisible ink. So how can I expect you to embrace the unseen? seen in many forms, but grouped together as one. What is poetry? Poetry is unsolicited help. It holds us up when pain tries to erase our voice. It allows us to pour into emptiness and create peace. The ingredients in one poem can feed people who didn't even realize they were hungry. Poets make feelings tangible. They script mountains into pebbles. Poetic verses feel like the wind caressing every syllable. Some poems rhyme, no reason. They almost have a subtle fragrance, an undeniable scent that is unexpected but welcome. This garden of poets is stunning and diverse. Each poet's pen bleeds an alternate personal truth. So don't judge an ink by its color. There are no rules. The lines and papers are just, this, are just suggestions. Besides, a poet's words ascend from the limitation of paper. We make tears flow. They break stereotypes too. Poems are medicinal and poetry is freedom. Exhaling. Words are not owned. We all just borrow them. Poetry is rented words meant to make a permanent change. The next time you inhale the aroma of a poem, feel the words and embrace the energy they provide. Embrace unconfinable art drawn with words. Poetry is expression- flowered in feelings, it could be a moment or a lifetime of moments. What is poetry? <laughs> poetry is the first time you kiss words and words kiss you back. Poetry is. Absolutely. <laughs> stunning. <laughs> I didn't give you time to finish.
1: Absolutely stunning. Stunning. That's a stunning poem. Thank you. Stunning, absolutely. I mean, I've never heard poetry described that way before. What is that awesome. last line about the kiss? About the kiss?
2: Poetry is the first time you kiss words, and words kiss you back.
1: Oh, ho, ho. beautiful. <laughs> Tell me about writing that piece. What What were you thinking? What was going through your mind?
2: the the common question that almost every poet gets is what is poetry. Yes. And I was trying to define it the best way I could, so I was I said to myself I'm going to write what is poetry. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to describe what poetry? It is it's undefinable. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I just started writing and this is what came out and when I when I got to the end, I couldn't find a right way to close to close the poem. And I'm like, yes. it's like the first kiss. It's the first kiss, you know?
1: And I was like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know what to say. <laughs> because everything you said in that poem is so true. Thank you. Poetry allows you an opportunity to to breathe, to, yes. to see the world in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm. So I believe
1: that everything that you're saying, wow. You know, all great writers have great writing influences, who are some of yours and what made them great in your eyes?
2: Well, I'm going to say something unconventional because this is what I mentor right. when I'm mentoring. This is why I tell my, all my young poets or people who are not young who are just starting in poetry. I mm-hmm. say if you're starting into poetry, don't go to any open mics. If, you, if you're gone, stop going. If you're listening to any poets, whether it be famous or infamous or not known, stop learn who you are as a poet first,
1: okay, and
2: then go listen to other poets because we have a tendency to adapt to what we hear. You'll adapt their cadence, you'll adapt their writing style, and you won't be authentically you. So find out who you are authentically first and then delve deep into what poetry is and who you love and, and things of that nature. And so that's what I did when I started and uh, right. if I had to pick a reason why I started, I was—I thought the Bible was poetic to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: like, wow, now, that, if you look at it, tell oh, it oh, is, you know. Oh, wow, that's great. Now, I should ask you, do you come from a literary background? I don't. What did you learn about growing up about writing?
2: My mom said I've always done two things. I've always loved to dance and write. Now, of course, mm-hmm. I wasn't serious about poetry back then. I was just writing whatever.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So, when well, I got right. serious about poetry, when I moved to Virginia, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn's in the house. <laughs> 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 We're always in the house. And um, that's when I got really
1: serious about it. We'll share another poem. All righty. Or set of poems. Okay. So
2: I'm going to do what I call haikus, and I'll explain what haikus are for those of you who are not familiar. So haikus are very short poems, only three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables. So 17 syllables, not words, unless, of course, they're all one syllable, to make a point. They started in Japan. They were only on Nature and Flowers. But Japan had moras and we have syllables. They are not equal. But we had to use something. So whoever the power would be at the time decided to use syllables. So just to know, they don't equate exactly, but we had to pick something. Not we, meaning me. This is way before me. Anyway, so the only thing that changed is that they can now be on any subject, and that really considered non-traditional haiku, but they're still considered haiku. So here we go. Haiku. Strong women are not unbreakable. We just know you ain't the hammer. Haiku, just because they're in your nest, that does not mean they want to see you fly. Haiku, you cannot divide yourself into fractions to make someone else. Red, black, and green are not the color of strength. Black don't need no sidekicks. Haiku, racism is not a solution to pain. Don't bleed on those who didn't cut you. Haiku, milkshakes may bring boys to the yard, but real men are going to want food. (laughs) Haiku. (laughs) In order for me to be a gold digger, don't you have to have gold? (laughs) Haiku. (laughs) Stop blaming men for having baggage when you have a storage unit. Haiku. Get counseling. <laughs> your mate is not your therapist. They're your victim. Mm. Haiku. <laughs> what always makes that? Yes. Yeah. There is no such thing as the right time, but there is a time you make right. And I'll end with this one: haiku. My tears scream, catch me! But I was too busy catching you. Can tears cry? Wow.
1: Incredible. Thank Incredible. You. Incredible. I don't know what else to say other than that What <laughs> was it what, or what is it about a haiku That stood out enough For you to say this is the form That I'd like to take
2: Well I was at an open mic And a poet got up butterfly And she did haikus I'm like wow that's intriguing So then I came home and looked it up What is a haiku because I wanted to be learned You know know what I'm talking about I was mm-hmm. like wow this is great 17 silver and i like 17 syllables? Who wants me to bother with that? I could just freehand and write. Too much work. I'm not doing that. That's too much work. Right. Then I was like, well, you know, because I'm crazy like that. I'm like, well, a challenge, you know, the challenge is on, you know, once you hear the challenge work, let's see if you can do it. Come on. I'm like, okay. So I tried a couple and then I absolutely fell
1: in love with them. You know, some poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Mm-hmm. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it, while others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take
0: mm-hmm. on
1: it? I do
2: both. I've, there's poems I've written from start to finish in one setting, which is rare, and I've never changed it. There's poems that I've written that I still critique and go over this day. I'm like, oh. Mm. What was I thinking? Let me take that out and put this in and and rewrite it. But because we are poetically driven, we can edit ourselves to death, so we have to catch ourselves and make sure we're not being a little bit ridiculous. Okay.
1: Okay. We're poetically driven. What do you mean by that, Kim? Because we are, are poetic, meaning we write
2: from different perspectives and different viewpoints and different thought patterns, because we are that meticulous and that free and creative at the same time, there's always going to be different aspects of it that we love and different aspects of it that we hate. So there has to be a time that we say to ourselves, don't nitpick, just love what you've written, embrace your own words, and keep moving. Because if not, we can
1: rewrite the rewrite of the rewrite. Mm. Now, as you think about your, your entire body of work, what are some
2: of the predominant themes? Uh, definitely parenting. Even though I had phenomenal parents, I know a lot of people who did not have phenomenal parents. So I do yeah. a lot on parenting, a lot on parenting, and I try to make sure I use a disclaimer because my parents have read some, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: you do tell them it's not us, right? Yes. yeah. I So, yeah, I do a lot of parenting poems, a lot of relationship poems, and um, a lot of uh, on the black experience also.
1: All right. Well, share one more before we take a quick break.
2: All righty. And this one is also from my book, My Poetry is a Beauty Overlook. And the first poem I read was also from the book. And this one is called Black Crayon. And... I think you'll figure out what it's talking about as I'm going along, but here we go. I wonder if the black crayon knows how it's pronounced in Spanish and treated in English. I wonder if the black crayon knows it was never meant to be cut with, only used. If it was discarded, it would be blamed for being unuseful. I wonder if the black crayon knows It is hated. I wonder if it knows it must stay in the corner of the box, segregated from the better colors, since it's too dark, pigmentation challenged, treated like a leper, looked at for problems, but not solutions, roasted like charcoal and blamed for the fire. I wonder if the black crayon knows if it broke, it would be blamed for being broken. While pretending to be whole, it will not scream. It will stand quietly still, hoping its color is not the cause of its destruction. I wonder if the black crayon knows if it could not color anymore, it would still be called colored or lack with a B in front of it, black. If it was chosen, it would be drawing something ugly, watching his color be secured to anger, begging for a chance to draw beauty. Black crayons, repent for your misconceptions. When one black crayon draws outside the line, every black crayon is answerable. Maybe they could try to look softer. Maybe their hardness is a protective coating. A black crayon can write in several languages and be ignored in all of them. Crayons grieve. I wonder how often black crayons cry. Can they hear their own tears drip? Or is solitude louder than pain? Will you draw black tears or just call them periods? Aren't sentences syllabized weapons that end with a black dot? I wonder if black crayons ever compare war stories with black pen. I wonder if a crayon could draw his own agony with no paper being willing to accept the weight of his thoughts. What are black crayons supposed to draw? Should they lightly sketch how loneliness permeates inside a crowded box? This box is so small. Black crayons smell freedom every time the box is open. They are taught discipline. They know their place. They draw hole in pieces. They draw life and defy death. They bleed inside that box. Even when selected, the black crayon knows it's only temporary air. After all, boxes are not made to be empty. Black crayon.
1: Your voice is so powerful. Thank you. I'm sure your audiences are just drawn in by just hearing you share your work. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice?
2: I decided when I was going to start performing, I would get up, and whatever came out was me. So okay. I didn't practice. I didn't I want to be like this person because I didn't listen to anybody, as I told you earlier. So, this is just what came out.
1: And how do you feel about what came out?
2: I love it. I'm loud on purpose,
1: Mm-hmm. and I'm
2: loud with a purpose. Ooh.
1: Profound statement. Let's yes. take a brief break, and we'll be right back, all right? Okay. All right. Mm.
2: You know, not that we don't know that we're possibly touching someone, but when someone actually identifies with it enough to say, That was me, thank you so much, things of that nature, it 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 knocks is still to this day.
1: It amazes me. Now, were you an adult at the time? Yes. Yes. Do you think that a person can really be a poet if they don't feel strong emotions?
2: I think it can be a, a poet <clears throat>
1: under all circumstances,
2: any circumstance. All right. Tell, tell me more. Because I believe everybody's a poet, an unclaimed poet. Some are claimed, some are unclaimed. If you have feelings, even though if you don't feel them deeply, you still have feelings, your pen can still speak for you. And if your pen
1: can speak for you, you're a poet. Wow. Well, let your pen speak for you right now and recite another piece. (laughs) I sure will. Uh, This one is called
2: Sincere. And this is in a different book. This one is in Christ Gave Me This Pen, So I Have to Write the Truth. So, yes, I am Mm -hmm. a Christian, but I preface it with I'm not one of the crazy ones.
1: All right.
2: Because there are crazy ones and I jump on Christians all the time because you know we need to be jumped on We've stepped way out into the land of you know, ridiculousness. (laughs) Yes. So this one's called Sincere. I'm losing weight, so I wonder if I still need you. Your approval was my crutch. You were so comforting once, but now I've outgrown you. I want to empty all of my trash at the same time. I thought you were real. Now I wonder if your reflection has ever been authentic. Quoting scripture is how you got me. Not living it is why I'm leaving. My happier ever after started the day you left, trying to find a godly man. Instead, I fell for a false prophet with a biblical name. I made you into the Goliath, but I forgot I could be David. I was supposed to test the spirit, but the test was not supposed to be taken with my body. That's where I failed. I told myself, the flesh is weak. Nope. I was weak for giving into the flesh. I can't perfume flesh up, put it on a platter, light candles around it, and then say, the flesh is weak. No. The flesh was set up to fail. I can't fake understanding what orgasmic screams. Screaming does not dilute facts. Choices led to pain. But I'm the one bleeding. I sliced myself trying to cut corners. I've gone deaf waiting to speak truth. I know I was original sin. I listened to a snake in a previous life. Now I'm on the eve of my awakening. No more Adams. The first man that broke my heart wrote his name into my book of lies. Now every man must pay for the ink of another. That's your 30 pieces of silver. Pay my price. Then kiss me on the cheek and get out.
1: Sincere. Wow. Do you sit and think through every word of every stanza or do you write freely and allow the words to flow? I write freely and allow the words to flow. Why is that? Why is that?
2: I don't wanna interrupt where I'm going. I can always change it later. Mhm. And I've always, you know, been that sort of person that write it while you remember it because I'm like, Oh, that line is fantastic. That was a dope line. I'll remember it later. No, I don't I don't remember it later. No, that never happens. That doesn't happen. So I write it all at the time, and I just flow with it.
1: You know, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, and poets. What do you think emerges naturally from your work? I think um,
2: recognizing people's pain, people's truths, people's unspoken reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the unknown, a different perspective, because when I talk about things like the black crayon, it gives people who yes. aren't black a different perspective of yes. things they wouldn't realize through the eyes mm-hmm. of a crayon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think all those things are really, really uh, important. Wow! Share another poem. Definitely. Now this is a poem from a different book called Poetically Inking. Just need my pen and the mic. This is a poem I was never going to do, and this particular book is not for children. And I wasn't going to do it because I thought people were going to misunderstand it. All
0: right. <laughs> it, <laughs> and it ended up being
2: <laughs> my most requested poem. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they didn't understand it. Right. (laughs) So the title of his poem is called Husband and Wife He's just gotten home from work And um, hey honey Here's your drink Just the way you like it Would you mind helping me fold these letters I want to read one of these letters I think it will help you explain how I've been feeling lately I've been battling to breathe I'm just existing moment to moment. Life is a weight pressing down on my chest and I don't want to breathe an air not meant to me. I've been walking through life like I've been sentenced to live. My painted on happiness has been muddied by truth. Cracks eventually exposing my facade. Now raw and unprotected, I am vulnerable Listening to my heartbeat, I only hear rhythm I want gone. Silence the screams coming from my soul. I give all I have for a second of silence. Pain is all I know, and I let it consume me. You could not have saved me. I've been waiting for this clip a long time. My turn to jump. I wish you could see through my eyes. Your love is something that I could not absorb sorrow is all I see darkness is closing in and I will succumb to it he paused and looked at me don't do this your pain is real I can see that now I notice your once bright aura has weakened give me time to rejuvenate your joy don't cut life short let me comfort you through this pain (laughs) I think you misunderstood That's not my suicide note It's yours Thanks for folding it for me earlier (laughs) I'll make sure I get your letter What about now? You should feel your muscles starting to tighten Your breath getting shallow Your vision getting blurry Wow. I'd love to stay and watch that last little bit of air drain from your poisoned body. But it looks like my best friend, your mistress, is feeling suicidal, also. Husband and wife. Wow.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's Women's History Month. Beautiful. It's Women's History Month. You write yes. with a very strong voice. You represent women. Your poetry is yes. real. I believe you represent women. Yes. What does it mean to be a woman poet? I think
2: it brings a different aspect on certain subjects because we have different, and we have gone through things differently than men have. Okay. So what a woman sees, the vision in a woman's eyes, is the different from a vision in a man's eyes. And some of the times it's going to be exactly the same. But ultimately, the beauty of poetry is that it doesn't matter if I'm a woman or man. It just matters that I take my words and put that pen to paper and make sure I capture that thought completely.
1: Wow. That was really well said. I don't know if I need to ask you any more questions. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
0: Oh.
1: All poets <laughs> have several words that come up over and over and over again in their work. What are three of your absolute favorite words to use?
2: I see. Do I have favorites? That's a good question. I would probably mm-hmm. say truth. Definitely truth. Um so I have to pick some more. Definitely truth. Um Sis, I use sis a lot. All right. And I guess it would be, uh, I said truth, sis, and I'm talking to the fellas a lot. So it would probably be
1: king. Hmm. Why those three words? What about them stand out for you?
2: Uh, Truth because I'm trying to get people to, to get to see that this is the truth. I didn't say it was your truth. I didn't say it was my truth. I said it was a truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Sis and King, because I'm trying to identify with people, and when they hear a term that they identify with, they listen a little bit closer.
1: Hmm. You know, writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some write primarily to speak the message to the audience while others Mm -hmm. write because to stay silent is not an option. Why do you write, Kim?
2: Oh, I write for several reasons. I write because I have to. I think it's a Mm -hmm. God-given gift, and I appreciate it, and I'm definitely going to use it to benefit as many people as possible. I write because I talk on the subjects that people, and I'm not the only poet that does it, but I talk on subjects that people feel uncomfortable about. I write because people need to hear a different point of view and then sometimes, if you hear a different point of view, you're open. That closed mind is now open. Hmm. Share another poll. Definitely. So I'm going to do some more haikus for you guys, since I explained what that was earlier. Any of you just tuning in, these are non-traditional haikus, because I know some of you know the difference. And, yes, there is a term called senryu. Do I use that sometimes, but um, it's not quite applicable? And that's a whole other long story. So anyway, here we go. Haiku. Why shouldn't he cheat on you? When you cheat on you, scraps are all you want, sis? Haiku. If truth was used as a currency, many of you would still be broke.
0: I <laughs>
2: How to perform a self-lynching. Step one, believe you're a hunter. You're done. Haiku. Don't let people use the pretty parts of you to make something ugly. Haiku. How come Super is a man, but we have to wonder about woman? That's
0: right. Why haiku? <laughs> 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 All
2: right. I love that one. Stop congratulating, folks. You have no intention of supporting. Hmm. Haiku. No, I'll give myself between two this off this happens often by the way. haiku all
0: right.
2: <laughs> Your kids don't know their time stables, but they know they can't count on you. Haiku you betray loyalty with lust, and now you want lust to be loyal.
1: haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Your haikus are different than what you see in the textbook. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You won't
2: be seeing
0: none of these in there. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, let me
2: know because then you know I need to go
0: okay.
2: talk to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Haiku. Even Jesus was betrayed, let me rewind, rewind that, haiku, even Jesus was betrayed by one of his boys. So, who's your Judas? Oof. Haiku. Didn't earn my respect. Can't even spell respect without Aretha.
0: <laughs>
1: Haiku.
0: <laughs>
2: Haiku, let's see which one to end with. Haiku. Once you find the right king, you won't have to play chess. He won't want the pawns.
1: What makes a poem good? I know it's very subjective, but what makes a poem good?
2: For me, I have to like it. If I don't like it, you never hear it. Hmm. (laughs) I'm just just telling you, (laughs) you'll never hear it. You'll read in a book like, how come she never read that one? Because, well... I said it out loud, and I didn't like how I sounded, or I just didn't flow the way I wanted to, and it's being over-picky. Yes, it is. I don't, oh, I readily admit that, so don't think you, you're saying nothing new now. Yes, it is. It's being super picky. For me, it's it's getting to the point where I got to the point and I heard the point. Hmm. If it's so obscure that I, you've read your poem and I'm sitting there going, what are you talking about? Yes. I'm like, I'm a person, a poet, who likes people to get what I'm talking about. I have a couple obscure ones I know that some are going to be more tailored to black people because of our experience. Yes. But in yes. general, I want I want people to understand what I was talking about, because if not, why am I talking to you?
1: Your poetry is very accessible, very accessible, and Thank is you. truly easy to understand, and especially as you think about the African-American experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean
1: it works perfectly. 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 What? <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> what, what do you want your poetry to do? And where do you want it to go?
2: I want it to touch people. I want someone who walked into that room who said a number of negative things about themselves to leave with positive information about themselves. I want the person who walked in who thought black women weren't powerful enough to be on a stage to think black women are powerful enough to be on a stage. I want for people who thought it was okay to do whatever they were doing to hear a poem and go, I really need to change what I'm doing. I I want my words to... Touch your mind, feed your soul. I want for what I say to
1: have meaning in your life. Wow. And here's a slightly different question. As we both know, so much is going on in the world, so Mm -hmm. much. Sometimes it's so overwhelming to even think about it. What do you view as being the role of a poet in modern-day society? Uh, ah, we are we are the writers of truth.
2: We are the ones who take the media well, oh, that's a whole nother haiku there. Stop taking me <laughs> Okay Stop taking me. <laughs> Each time I think about it, it makes me laugh. Stop taking and this may not be seventeen syllables, some of these are based on memory forever my counters are.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Stop taking media sound bites and making the meals. So the poet's job if they accept it, because each poet can write about what they want. So this is not every poet's job is to write a truth, a personal truth and an even bigger truth. So that when that particular time in history hits, we can go back to the poetry of that time and find out what really happened. We can find out the true truth. We can find out what people, individuals were living, what groups of people were living at that time, as opposed to what the propaganda was saying was going on. So poets, script truth, they're almost like historians in a way, the way we write from a perspective of truth as opposed to
1: hearsay. Let's take a brief break and we'll be right back. Back, I'm here with Kim B. Miller. Kim, I got a question for you. All righty. Do you think you were meant to be a poet?
2: Absolutely. Tell me more. I was born to be a poet. I was born to let my pen speak for someone who couldn't write. I was born mm. for that. I, that's one of the reasons I'm on this earth. I 100% believe that. No doubt in my mind. Hmm.
1: Please share two poems. Absolutely. This two or one is three called... if you like. Okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying you, so please, I want to hear your work.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. This one is called Dress You.
2: I was invisible. At least I thought I was. But apparently, you can see me. I'm like a convenience store. You must have driven past me, but you didn't stop because I'm not convenient. I searched for you. So much so, I learned to play hide-and-seek with my depression. There are no hiding spots left. So I With my sadness I wonder about you A potential relationship I was desperate to find you But You play hide and seek Better than me Eventually I stopped playing life And started living one Now here you Out of the shadows You expect this letter To do what? Strengthen a relationship When our common blood is too thin If you had my address To address me To dress you You could have addressed me Let silence dress you I wonder who would attend your funeral Since you've always been a ghost I searched for you for years I buried you in my soul I won't attend the second funeral. The first one was too painful. Why are you so worried about dressing a death when you never cared about life? And that is Dress You. And the next poem is called, oh, should I give you a title? Title kind of gives it away. Ah, personally, does too. This one's called Assassin. I'm an assassin. I killed three people today. I have a hollow tip pen, and I love using it. My tongue is dripping from your blood. I use my words as a weapon of mass destruction. Target's acquired. The acid that I'm spewing is meant to kill. The knife that slices your throat so severely is not made of metal. There's no blade in my hand. The blade is in my throat. It enunciates your pain. Target neutralized. Neutralized by a couple of words from my tongue meant to No kill, no to decapitate your spirit You, the willing victim Standing before me with a target painted on your soul Why do you wait to be killed? Is a bullet what you think you deserve? Is that why you aren't ducking as I shoot hate toward you? Death be calling your name? Where's your teflon? Where's your hater-proof vest and your shade-resistant armor? I can only assassinate those who <laughs> inhale my hate. I can only assassinate those who are drinking the poison I served. Some of you only drink poison, so another flavor of arsenic would be a welcome addition to your collection of pain. Don't close your eyes. That won't make the penetration of my words any softer. Look at me! I killed three people today. How many people did you assassinate?
1: Wow. Give
2: us one more. All right. That one was assassination. And I'm moving on to duality. The duality that exists is real. Which side are you on? Why do you focus on the pebbles that have fallen instead of the boulders that are still left? When a drop of purity descends from the heavens, do you see life descending or water spots? When your newborn expands their lungs, do you observe their healthy ability to cry? Or do you hear screams of annoyance? When your friend reaches out for forgiveness, do you appreciate their willingness to be humble? Or do you let conceit fuel your cause? When problems infuse your life, do you pray to God for guidance? Or do you shepherd yourself to a resolution based on fear? When someone greets you with a genuine, caring, affectionate smile, are you grateful for their sincerity or focused on the state of their teeth? When God saves you from everyday situations in your life, do you recognize his greatness and how blessed you are? Or do you just say, I was lucky? When unadulterated joy encompasses your heart and soul, do you bask deeply and savoring every second? Or do you tell yourself you are not worthy of love? When someone tells you what they think of you, do you make their words your own? Or do you examine the inner you for truth? If your life ended right now, would you be more concerned with what people say about you at your funeral? Or where you are going to reside for eternity? When you look at yourself, do you see an indomitable force that cannot be swayed? Or do you just see someone that is easily led? Are you more concerned with being called a Christian or living a life based on the Lord's words? The duality that exists. Is real. Which side
1: are you on? Mm-hmm. Does writing energize or exhaust you? Energize. Tell me more.
2: Because if I'm, especially if I'm thinking of a particular topic and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write on this topic, and sometimes I work and sometimes it doesn't. Pen goes where the pen goes. Mm hmm. And I'm writing. I'm like, oh, this is coming together, and yes, I'm going to rewrite it and edit it, but it's the joy of getting it out, it's the joy of starting the process, it's the joy of being heard a different way, so just the thought of starting it, even if it's not finished, yes,
1: I, I, yes, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, then what do you view as being the most difficult part of your artistic process?
2: Saying leave it alone. <laughs> Stop. Okay. It doesn't need okay. any more editing. You've edited okay. the editing of the edit when you edited the editing. Okay, it's done. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 It's done. We cannot conclude this evening. We've got about 10 minutes left. I'd like again to congratulate you on being poet laureate of Prince William County in Virginia. Thank you. Tell us more about that position.
2: So it is a position for the county, and they have – some counties have them, some cities have them, some states have them, and, yes, there is one for the United States in case people weren't aware. And basically what happens is you uh, are nominated or you nominate yourself, depending on the state and the city, the process, and all the nominees for my county, all the nominees go together and they take – you submit your poems with your name not included, and your poems are sent out, and the poems with the most votes – Basically, back um, in your platform, you become the Poet Laureate. And there were six total candidates, so five other candidates that went for Poet Laureate for PwC.
1: What have you learned about yourself since taking on that position? I've learned that I, I'm i good with well,
2: – I knew I was kind of good with people, but I've learned I'm really – Really kind of good with people. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Which I'm is like, probably hey, let me and people all good together.
2: <laughs> Look at that, people! I love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: are you, <laughs> are you active on social media? And if so, how do you think it affects the way that you write?
2: Oh, yes, I'm very active on social media. That was one of the things that I included in my platform for being Poet Laureate because um, we hadn't had that before, and I think it's very relative in today's society for you to have platforms on social media, to have a place where people can follow you and you can interact with people because that's where you meet people. That's where I've met a lot of the Prince William County people who I didn't know previously. I met them on social media. So um, I think all the platforms are really good, but – I'm on all three. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Team Android, so I'm not on Clubhouse. Um, So, yeah. And I have a website also. So I keep all that up to date and active so that people can keep up with me and I can keep up with them.
1: And what is your website again? My
2: website is KimBMiller.com.
1: All right, we've got about five minutes left. Please share one more poem. Before we go absolutely
2: so I will end with a few haiku. And right. um, for those of you who came late, these are non traditional. I do have traditional ones, I probably will do some of both so you can hear some traditional ones as well. And um, I know some of you are saying, but I send Ryu and it's not equal. Oh, no, I know. Haiku police, thank you.
1: So, um
2: <laughs> Here's some traditional haiku. Clouds form like pillows. Lightning interrupts their sleep. Darkness fights the light. Another traditional haiku. Frozen lakes form fun. Winter's breath is blowing joy. We glide till frost bites. Non-traditional haiku. Yes, they do likes at your post, but they don't like you. Jealousy likes you. Haiku. The power you give their validation is hurting you. Haiku How did they become more important than you? You gave them permission. Haiku You're walking behind someone who can't lead you. No one needs two shadows. Haiku If someone tells you get back in your lane, Tell them, this is my highway. Haiku. He might not have a degree, but that doesn't mean he can't educate you. Haiku. Love is not just something you give away. You have to keep it. Haiku Stop asking people who can't write To define you Your blood ain't ink Haiku You were looking for someone powerful I just showed you your mirror Haiku it's okay to be scared. Do it anyway. Scared people succeed too. Haiku. You want blacks to stand, but you don't try to understand what we stand for. Mm. Haiku. I had a dream. That Martin made more than just one speech. Are you awake? And I'll end with this one. Haiku. Though it ends in S, happiness is not plural. All you need is you.
1: Wow. Extraordinary work. Thank you.: So re- so relatable, so relatable. What's next for you creatively?
2: Oh, so much, but uh, I have a, a short class. I'm coming up Saturday. I'm teaching Haiku. I think I have two slots left. Mm-hmm. And then I have an event on Saturday, a women's history program that'll be on Zoom. And then the following Saturday, I will be facilitating a workshop for UC Berkeley for the 36th Empowering Women X of Color Conference. And my workshop workshop title is Conquering Accomplishments for Radical Self-Care While You Flex Your Lineage and Embrace
1: Your Strengths. As you think about your body of work, very, this is the very last question for you before we go. What do you hope readers get from encountering your poems?
2: I hope they think about a different person's perspective. I hope they think of their own piece and how to give it to someone else. And I hope they open themselves open to another point of view that they didn't previously accept.
1: Wow. Very nice. Very nice. Well stated. Kim B. Miller, everyone. Follow Kim. She's incredible. (laughs) Thank you. Incredible. Kim, I wish you nothing but the best. I appreciate you. Nothing but the best. Well, on that note, I think it's time for us to end. I'd like to thank the listening audience for being with me another week. And let poetry ring. Good night, everybody. You have just listened to the Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.